The revolution has begun. Join the revolution, the lost art with Steve Gould. For only the very best in progressive rock, every Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m., only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Welcome to Follow the Dead. My name is Ben, and you're listening to us here on mmhradio.co.uk. We are kicking off with 20 minutes of Rage Against the Machine because they are celebrating not one, but two birthdays this week. This debut album came out today, 31 years ago. This is Wake Up from Rage Against the Machine. Happy birthday, boys! Let's go. 
Yep, 31 years to the day since Rage Against the Machine entered into the world and announced themselves with this incendiary and classic debut record. Self-titled Rage Against the Machine dropped November 3rd, sorry, yeah, 1991. No, 92. <laughs> what a silly boy. <laughs> The day before, in 1999, The Battle of Los Angeles came out. Yep, that's 24. Crazy. But before that, in 1996, they dropped their second record, Evil Empire. Down Rodeo is coming from that in just a moment.
Rage Against the Machine. The song is called Down Rodeo or Down Rodeo. You can find it on their second record, Evil Empire. A much beefier, bombastic record in comparison to the first one. Had a sludgier, fuzzier sound. Not every fan got it first time round. Dropped in 1996. Then three years further down the line, the band would return with the Battle of Los Angeles. As I mentioned, that turned 24. I think it was on Wednesday this week. It's a busy week for the boys. From that record, Sleep Now in the Fire. Now in the Fire, arguably one of my favourite songs of all time, 
and personally my favourite Rage Against the Machine song from their third record, The Battle of Los Angeles, celebrating 24 years on Wednesday. Now the last song and currently their final recorded output was the Renegades record, a collection of covers. It's got to be the Renegades of Funk. I'll see you in a few, folks. Now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. And then- 
Follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Want airplay? Want your album reviewed? Get in touch. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio.
Welcome back, folks. What do you reckon of that, then? That was stupidly good fun. That really, really was. I must have haven't listened to Rage Against the Machine in a very, very, very long time. Far too long, in all honesty. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to re-familiarise yourself with some awesome stuff. For those of you who missed the little, little sort of snippets and nuggets in between, we kicked off there with four Rage Against the Machine tracks from their four studio records. Their most recent, uh, the, the op- we opened with their debut album um, and Wake Up from that record from 1992, celebrated his birthday on Thursday. It's 31. Yeah, terrifying. We then went into Down Rodeo from uh, Evil Empire from 96, then Sleep Now in the Fire from 99. Sleep Now, now, uh, Sleep now in the Fire from Battle of Los Angeles. The Battle of Los Angeles celebrated his 24th birthday on Wednesday. Yikes, I know. And then we finished up with the Renegades of Funk from their Renegades record, which dropped in the year 2000. Kicking off this chunk, that was Sensor. The song is called What's Going On. You can find it on their first record. Um, states of mind from 1994 obviously rage against the machine a huge huge influence on the band from their political standpoints and their political sort of machinations within the lyrics and of course a sonic sort of elements with all of the hip-hop flavor shenanigans that were going on both bands were bands that were associated with new metal but both bands never really had new metal coursing through their veins in the same way that what we would go to expect new metal to be much like how grunge came from a scene and then became a sound new metal the same sort of thing evolved from an idea and became a sound and a lot of bands that were associated with it like for example rage against machine don't actually sound that new metal another band that was associated with it was helmet another band would be something like faith the more you can hear elements of both of those bands in new metal but both of those bands have gone to great lengths to distance themselves from the sound in comparison to others who leaned into it and really embraced the sound and took it as a wonderful thing but Thinking of Rage Against the Machine, a band, a current band, who who, uh, Tom Morello has expressed a lot of love for, are Nova Twins. This from their debut record, Supernova. This is Cleopatra.
The Nova Twins and Cleopatra, you can find it on their debut full-length record, Supernova. They kicked out a couple of EPs prior to this. They have toured around the world. They uh, spent a lot of time touring France when they were first getting going with Prophets of Rage, which features, of course, as you're aware, members of Rage Against the Machine, fronted by Be Real and Chuck D. We'll come to them later. But I'm going to focus on something else. I'm going to look at another band who, much like the Nova Twins, are coming through uh, with an energy, a vibe, a passion and a push. And much like the Nova Twins, they're taking lots of chances, they're taking lots of gambles and lots of risks by making music that they want to make and then they're tweaking it and fidgeting with it and fiddling with it and doing different versions of it. And I love this. I absolutely adore how... I'm not quite sure what the word is I'm looking for, but it's it's fearlessness and that is it is fearless and i love how fearless these ladies are i'm talking about alt black era they've kicked out a new ep and a collection of singles this year i'm gonna go back to one of the slightly noisier ones because it fits slightly more with the vibe of the show that we got going on this evening this is the original version not the lunar version if you want a really cool dubbed out almost sort of like a sort of like a not, not dance is the wrong word because it's too slow it's, it's it's creepy it's almost like a trappy sort of version of rockstar they got a lunar version of it it's really fresh but I'm going for the original one because it's a bit more, bit more bite. This is Rockstar by Alt Black Era. Tyrants playing things with violence I pray to riot Kissing 
Rockstar by Alt Black Era. Their Freak Show EP is out now. I suggest you go and check that bad boy out. It is absolutely exceptional. Go give them a spin. Give them some love. Share their shenanigans around. They are a pair of ladies with no fear, no sense of worry. Or if they are worrying about stuff, they aren't letting us see it. And they are just rolling and rocking with their shenanigans. And they are kicking it with a collection of awesome awesome tunes like i said they're reworking stuff you want to go check out the alternate versions look up the lunar versions of their songs and you did yeah the comparison between them is so so cool i love i mean if anyone listens to me does this to the show in the past is aware i love remixes but these girls they're not remixing they're completely reworking the songs and it is so so cool i would love to hear some people remix their work just to see how that would sound as well It'd be so so cool. I mean, you could rework the re- remix, the reworkings, and remix the re- oh, so many options. Oh, let's not. Sorry, my brain's gonna melt and fall out my head. <laughs> right, back to the point. Where are we going? Okay, another song. <laughs> um, yes, um, the the old black era. They are working with a myriad of, of people over the last year or so one of which they've worked with most recently is Delilah Bond. Now, Delilah Bond is a fervently fearsome independent lady out doing her thing with a collection of ladies behind her shouting about whatever she wants and that's the way it should be there again much like the previous ladies that we played with all black era and nova twins delilah bond has no sense of fear and i love that she has no sense of fear and if she has she hides it behind nothing but power and she stands strong and screams at the top of her lungs and waits for people to notice and if they don't notice she'll scream it again and again and again until people do notice and it's that sort of attitude that will lead her and hopefully get her to where she wants to be and i love this about her her most recent song is a song called witch awesomely fun themed lyric video featuring alt black era dropped just in time for halloween the song itself is absolutely fantastic it's available to stream via a digital platform or go check out the really cool lyric video on youtube i suggest um this is delilah bond featuring alt black era the last one for this little chunk we'll be back with some prophets of rage on the other half this is Witch with Old Black Era.
people love us and some people hate us and some people die on the spot. Women with power, women so angry, we can do anything they tell us not. We're nothing more than bitches and whores, feminist men hating witches galore. I'm looking for revenge, you really just thought we forgot. <laughs> just let in, set the trials will begin. What makes you think that I trust him? He's afraid of my friends. We're coming for all your authority, not your apology. This ain't a threat, it's a prophecy. We're an anomaly. We tailor all our advertising packages to suit your needs. With competitive rates, your advert can hit thousands of listeners. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio. George 
What do you reckon of that then? Prophets of Rage. Yes, self-titled debut record. That was Hail to the Chief. The Prophets of Rage featured Timmy, Brad and Tom from Rage Against the Machine with the legendary, and I mean legendary, Be Real of Cypress Hill and Chuck D of Public Enemy as your vocalists. How awesomely, amazingly shenanigans is that? I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm a big fan of of, 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 of all of the acts involved with that so, huge public enemy fan massive cypress hill fan love both the bands it's weird how cypress hill and public enemy both became rap artists a bit like uh, house of pain and the beastie boys of hip-hop artists who managed to get their way onto things like lollapalooza and were embraced and taken to heart by rock fans and i honestly don't know why you know i mean i, I cypress hill for their first let's say three records there's not an element of rock really on there there's a few sampled guitars but nothing that really makes you think yes this is rock third fourth record they embraced with some distorted stuff and then of course skull and bones came along and they did a rap album and a rock essentially it's a rock cd and a rap cd with skull and bones skull disc skull disc one hip-hop bones disc two rap uh, rock uh, from the bones disc this is cypress hill and get out of my head Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this boy's stuck in my head. All these voices up in my head making me dread. When I sleep at night, visions of people with evil intentions wanna fly my sight. Visions are changing, engaging, enraging. I'm staging a fight.
Cypress Hill, Get Out of My Head. And from their Skull and Bones record, that is on the Bones disc, disc number two. Now, the members of the bands that normally feature in Cypress Hill is Be Real, Sendog, Eric Bobo, and um, DJ Mugs. For that band, for the, for, the, for the rockier part of it all, they need to em- employ a few extra hired guns. Now, those guys that they employed to come and uh, play the bass and the guitar also featured in Sendog's side project. Yes, Sendog of Cypress Hill had a side project on the go called SX10, his rock band. They kicked out a few records from their Mad Dog American record. This is Heart of a Rebel, also featuring DJ Muggs by SX10.
pretty fresh in it the band are called sx10 that is heart of a rebel featuring dj mugs and ray you can find it on their record mad dog american now here's the thing <laughs> Sendog appearing with metal bands wasn't that much of a surprise in all honesty because Sendog Sendog guested with on a on a biohazard track from their second record State of the World Address more on that in a moment and from that whether it was from that one-off meeting or not I honestly don't know but somehow Sendog will end up working with Billy from biohazard when biohazard had a little bit of a bit of a period away they're now back they're now active again but they've had various members shuffles over time it's just I think it's just part and parcel of being in a hardcore band these days from what i can gather biohazard had a relatively stable lineup for a while but they did shuffle and shimmy a few things around but besides that billy and sen and some friends would form power flow it was so 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 good kicked out a debut self-titled record and also dropped a ep bring that shit back about four or five years ago of course, since then, Sen's been very busy back with Cypress Hill. Billy's been back busy doing his things with Bio. We'll have to wait and see how or if Powerflow returns. I mean, Billy, Billy's done Billy Bio as solo stuff, and now Bio as themselves are back active. We'll have a look at some of his bits and bobs after the break. But before that, here is Powerflow and the grind.
Every Saturday from 6 to 8pm, Pedal to the Metal takes to the air with a blast of everything that is rock and metal. I like to think of it as the lucky dip bag of MMH, as you never know what you are going to get. So join me, Mark Parker, every Saturday night from 6 to 8pm on MMH, the home of rock radio. you want to hear new music new rock new punk new metal no not that new metal as in metal that's new not baggy trousers maybe baggy trousers we'll see you want to check out dancing with the dead on a saturday night from eight till ten ben jekyll's here nothing but water wall new stuff from start to finish mmh the home of rock radio
Welcome back. My name is Ben. You're now listening to Follow the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk. That was Biohazard featuring Sendog. A track is called How It Is. You can find it on their third? Yeah. Third record, State of the World Address from 1994. I can honestly say State of the World Address is one of my favourite records of all time. It just doesn't miss. That record is faultless from start to finish. It just slaps. It really, really does. I mean, there's everyone's got those records that you enjoy and that you find yourself going yeah 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 and you, and you think you love it and you think it's amazing and you listen to it for like maybe i don't know maybe one year two year maybe three year and you enjoy it and such like but then there's the ones there's the ones that really really grab you the ones that just get a hold of you and don't let you go that record is one of them state of the world address i can listen to that album now and it still makes me want to jump around and scream like an absolutely idiotic teenager like the first time i heard it it is a magical magical record one of the dons of new york hardcore one of the originators of crossover one of the first to push love biohazard absolutely amazing and they are heroically underrated their influence is massive and not enough people give them enough props for what they achieve. They really, really don't. And seriously, go and check out. There's a bloke, if you can't find any... I mean, finding videos of Danny, uh, their drummer, playing isn't quite as easy as you would like to have hoped. But um, if you go and check out a guy called uh, Delta Empire, he does drum covers. Now, he's done a, a, a mix, a complete mixture across metal, rock, pop, and all bits and bobs. He also does... He does about... I think it's about four different biohazard ones that he does. And it will really give you a sign to see and appreciate how much Danny Shuler changes pace and tone when he's playing with his records. It's ridiculous. I mean, Danny's speed, his the way he sort of goes from this groovy, sort of funky sort of thing into these frantic, beat-down, heavy, hectic parts is amazing. Danny is an amazing drummer. Truly, truly stunning. Absolutely brilliant. Um, go and check out Delta's videos because they are nothing short of amazing as well. Right, not sure where we're going to go for the rest of this show because I had an idea, um, and then yeah, after I sort of uh, did that Rage Against the Machine thing to start, I kind of got distracted. <laughs> so we'll see where we end up. All I know is I know what the next two are, and then I'll see where I roll from there. Up next is, uh, as I mentioned before, um, Billy, the guitarist from Biohazard. When Biohazard had some downtime, Danny went into production, um, and Evan went off to go and do some, uh, I think it was some hip hop stuff. Um, Billy kept himself busy performing as Billy Bio kicked out two records called Leaders and Liars and Feed the Fire both did a slightly more aggressive punky sort of style from Feed the Fire this is Freedom's Not Free by Billy Bio
see much more of a um punky sort of element kicking around in billy's solo work and it's it's kind of amazing because billy's work is stupidly aggressive stupidly punchy stupidly forthright and it's nothing short of amazing i absolutely adore it i really really do now bobby and the the bobby would play on a couple of records with downset as well he would guest on a few tracks and such like bobby was the other guitarist in biohazard um bio um Downset kicked out. That was, I think, their, their first self-titled record had that real sort of New York hardcore sort of style vibe, and then their second record, "Do We Speak a Language?" "Do We Speak a Dead Language?" moved in slightly punkier directions, and there was elements of. See, Ray had a, that Latino groove, much like Cypress Hill through Sendog, and much like Be Real. He had a Latino sort of groove flowing through it, and I think at the time it got a lot of a uh, lot, lot of. A lot of stick for, for them embracing those slightly more hip-hop sort of flavours. And I don't see why, because they did it so, so brilliantly. From Do We Speak a Language, this is Downset in Eyes Shut Tight. <laughs> Thrones, rain, and slave. 
Downset. The song is called I Shut Tight. You can find out on their record, Do We Speak a Dead Language? Now, the band originally from California found their biggest push and got their biggest sort of stab or shot at fame after touring Europe with two New York bands, Bioacid, who we mentioned before, and the legendary Dog Eat Dog, another band who, I must admit, felt like they got themselves a bad deal because they had a remix of uh, their No Front song become a massive smash got them playing all over the place despite the fact they put in the work and they had put in the work and this were a band they were often sort of just written off as a silly party band but they were so 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 good they kicked out three absolutely stunning records in Old Borough Kings Play Games and Amped in less than five years those three records stacked up standing against any other three albums in a row they hold their own I would myself would say I think Old Borough Kings the one that kicked it off that album is still one of my favourite records. It's absolutely brilliant from front to back. It is an absolute monster of a record. One of those records where, let's face it, you can have guitars, drums, rapping, singing, and a saxophone. Yes, a saxophone in a song, and it doesn't sound out of place. I know it should do, but it doesn't. And the best bit about it all is, it's not ska, it's not punk, it's hardcore, and it's rock, and it works brilliantly. From All Borough Kings by Doggy Dog, this is Who's the King?
All our radio shows can be found on demand. Download our app from Google Play or the Apple App Store. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio.
that was Doug War. The song is called Spiritual Warfare. You can find it from their 1994 record Pain. Now I'm including, I'm, I'm throwing them into the mixture because they played extensively with Biohazard, with Dog Eat Dog, and with Downset, which is how I'm gonna tie them in. It's, it's quite lazy, but you know, so it goes. <laughs> and also it gives me an excuse to uh, move from Doug War, um, absolutely fantastic band from Newport, on to. Skindred, yes! <laughs> Skindred features Benji Webb of Dub War doing his thing in a new project. Well, I say new, it's not exactly new, it's now like what, nearly 20 years old, I think? Must be getting on for 20 years old. When did Skindred first come into life? From what I can recall, it was. I haven't even got the date for that. Yikes, it's that old. <laughs> but their most recent record uh, was it Smile, smashed into the, into the charts, doing absolutely brilliantly love this band they have of course got the newport helicopter they're sponsoring a football strip this year as well it's available for pre-order and you can go and get it uh so i think it's released on the 19th of december i think it is where are we I'll just double check it because i'm pretty sure it was pretty sure it was that was it i'm just going to double check a moment say was they got tours and such like coming up they're going to be they've got, they announced a load of festival shenanigans and um, they're going to be out next year with as everything unfolds and pod yes oh i hasten to add P.O.D. are the guests. Yes. Yes, that P.O.D. The band, the multi-million platinum-selling band, P.O.D., Payable on Death, from the States. They did that amazing, huge album, Satellite Cup, a few years back. Had that massive smash song alive. Yep. They're supporting Skin Dread. Just throwing it out there. Yes, you can catch them in March next year at Manchester Academy, um, OVO Arena in London, Arena in Wembley in London, and the O2 Academy in Birmingham. Yes, you did hear that right. Arena arena shows skin dread are doing arena shows absolutely amazing i mean they're, they're no they're no strangers to arenas they've played arenas this year with kiss just just how do you get that a band from newport who've managed to work their way through all the bizarreness all the ups and downs of the music industry and skin dread have come out the other side and they're playing arenas with kiss i mean acknowledged it's testament to the quality of their work because they are exceptional but um yeah Skindred are now sponsoring Newport Corinthians AFC's Away Strip. Yep, it's available to pre-order now. If you go to the, Corinth the, the Newport Corinthians website, you can buy this glorious, an awesome looking strip, and honestly, yellow and green and black. Um, the, uh, the Newport Corinthians strip with Skindred sponsorship on the front. It's available to buy now. I think it's about 30, 35 pounds, I think it was. Pre-order, it's released and shipped in time for Christmas, 19th of December. Just saying for anybody out there who likes a nice, vibrant t-shirt and they're a Skin Dread fan, do a lot worse than buying this Corinthians Newport strip with Skin Dread on the front. It looks absolutely banging. But back to the thing at hand. Skin Dread, a fantastic band, kicked out some amazing work, but I'm going to go right back to the beginning, to uh, 2000 and whatever, with their first record, Babylon. This is Skin Dread and Selector.
Gindre. The song is called Selector. You can find it on their first record, Babylon. It's a brilliant record. It really, really is. It truly, truly is. Whilst uh, Dub War was sort of on their way out in Skindred were kind of starting to find their footing and make their way in, Benji Webb seemed to find himself with a little bit of a bit of a period with nothing to do. So he, he I think he formed the project, was it Mass Mental? With uh, Robert Trujillo of, uh, at the time, Suicidal Tendencies and now, of course, Metallica. He also did a few guest spots on a few various bands and a few sort of, uh, you know, some would say game-changing records because he appeared on the first Soulflow record. Not once, but twice. The only person, I think, to appear on the record twice. Um, he was on Quilombo and he was also on Prejudice. Now, a lot of people hold this record in very, very high esteem. I'm not going to lie, I'm not one of them. I find the record at best to be a 50-50 success rate sort of type of record. When it hits, it hits really well. But when it misses, yikes, it misses bad. And there are a lot of misses on this record. There's a lot to enjoy in it, and I love the... I, 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 I got nothing but respect for Max Cavalera and how he embraces his creativity and how he opens himself up to try and do new things. Love that. Love that. And that is why I respect what he did didn't like i don't like everything that he does um because max he's got a very scattershot approach hasn't he <laughs> to, to creating stuff he is all over the place with his material some good some not so good but we'll come to that further down the line let's focus on what we, what we can enjoy from the soulfly record the first soulfly record from 1998 this is soulfly featuring dj lethal Yes, see, we'll go back. It's going to circle back around again, don't worry. And Benji Webb, this is Soul Flying Combo.
it's a gloriously messy record at times that record it really really is see here's the thing there's no way that i can say it without it sounding bad <laughs> because i do really really like bits of that record and that's the problem it is bits of it it's Max's strength with that record, and to an extent the second record, is that he embraced so many of his friends getting involved in having so many cool guest spots that he kind of lost track, I think, of who he was. And it was more about, oh, I've wrote a song that I think would be really cool with this person, and this person, and this person. And it's more it's more like a collective thing of dragging his friends into songs that he thinks will work. And it does work in bits. But overall, as a record, it feels a bit like, what? <laughs> and I think as those who are aware of Max, Max, is, Max grew up on metal and hardcore punk and the such like and you can hear it embracing his way through and when Max sort of the, the collaboration sort of prospects works really really well and Max has always been a man who's open to interpretation, open to options because he's worked with so many different people over the years and done so many different styles and so many different projects and they've been wonderful from Soulfly, Sepultura, um, Nail Bomb, Killer Be Killed, uh, Cavalera Conspiracy and all the various different bits and bobs he's done so much work with so many different projects and so many different styles and we're going to touch on a few of those as we roll forward because next we're going to look at Killer Be Killed. Now Killer Be Killed is one hell of a super group because this features was it members of Converge, members of Mastodon, members of the Dillinger Escape Plan and members of Soulfly, Cavalera, Conspiracy, Sepultura, whichever way you want to rock, rock up, whatever Max it is is doing these days. You've got Max, you've got Greg Pusciato, you've got Ben Collar, and you've got Troy Sanders. What a collection of musicians, if ever there was. They've kicked out two records. Their most recent one, Reluctant Hero, dropped in 2020, and it was an epic piece of work. It managed to make its way to the top of many people's end-of-year best albums of 2020 sort of lists for good reason. It was a fantastic record. In the year of, uh, of, of Rona, swiping the world and making everything a little bit rubbish we needed something and honestly reluctant hero by killer be killed it's a really good record and a lot of people found a lot of sunshine in this album despite its very heavy nature from this record i'm going for inner calm from outer storms featuring max cavallari see how we're sort of tying this in yeah
Hey up, good morning, how y'all doing? My name's Shutty, I'm the ex-Baldy Skin Basher of that there television band. The show that you're listening to now, this morning, is called Breakfast with Shutty. <laughs> it's a rock and roll extravaganza with a side order of metal. We're on Monday to Thursday, 7 until 9 in the morning. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Oh my god! 
Oh, it's so good at it. Oh my god, that was Better Lovers. The song is called 13 Under 30. Sorry, 30 Under 13. You can find it on their only release, their EP, God Made Me an Animal. Oh my god, that features Greg Pucciato, who uh, you would have heard before the break in Killer Be Killed. And uh, you're going to hear next in uh, his, what was ultimately his day job for a vast period of time before, of course, he started doing Better Lovers. He's been doing his uh, electronic sort of 80s sort of feeling sort of stuff. Was it, this, uh, was it the Black Queen? He's a very, very busy man. But for a vast period of his career, he was the vocalist of the Dillinger Escape Plan, a band held in high esteem as one of the progenitors of what would go on to become things like math metal or in in in, in to me it's I, I remember hearing the first record was it calculating infinity and just thinking this is just awkward as all hell it's angular it stops starty the rhythm goes all over the place it's an absolute mind blower melter it's chaotic gloriousness it really is but greg wasn't on the first record so I'm going to jump into one that he was on from their Ironworks album. This is the Dillinger Escape Plan and this is Milk Lizard.
Dillinger Escape Plan. The song is called Milk Lizard. You can find it on their brilliant record, Ioworks in 2007. Also featuring in Killer Be Killed. I know, I know, we keep on sprawling out. It's, um, it's, it's been so much fun to sit and link all these bits and bobs together and sit and make my head work for a change as opposed to just reading stuff from a, from a, from a PR email. It's been really good fun to put this together. <laughs> also featuring Killer Be Killed, as I mentioned there, was Troy Sanders of Mastodon. Mastodon arguably held as one of the greatest kickouts of heavy metal in the last 25-30 years and I'd say that's with fair fair game their first two records Leviathan and Remission changed what could be done within metal they really did they were sonically shocking and they changed the metal landscape whether you want to admit it or not listen to stuff before those records and listen to stuff afterwards and tell me I'm wrong from Remission this is March of the Fire Ants by Mastodon
Mastodon. Ah, March of the Fire Ants from their record Remission Game Changer. It really, really was. Those two records were absolute game changers. The fact that they then went and did whatever they wanted to do afterwards went, you know, we don't want to do this anymore. We'll do, we'll do stuff a bit more rocky. And, you know, normally when a band goes from being, you know, head crushing metals to, you know, just going and making a rock out, most people go, oh my God, what have you done? But because it was Mastodon, they went, oh, all right then. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But, Hey ho! Right, <laughs> let's focus. It's time to say good night. Time to say thank you very, very much for listening. As I've taken this bizarre sprawl across music for the last hour or so, as we started with Rage Against the Machine, this summer we're going to end up with Nail Bomb, and oddly they all kind of tie in. And that's been the fun of this. That's why I love doing this. I used to like love making flow diagrams and such like of seeing how everything all sort of interlinked and the such like. And I could tie one band over here from like some small part of Russia all the way to like this band all over here in like South America, and they all sort of linked up. I love that. I absolutely adore it. And uh, yeah, band sharing memberships and such like and projects is so so cool. So the players out tonight is Nail Bomb from their record Point Blank. You go blind and lost. My name is Ben. You've been listening to Follow the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk. Have an amazing weekend, folks. I'll see you real soon.